This, 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 this is mythical. Oh my God, this is Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Charles Neal and Link Neal and uh, my son just sat down and he's got a arm in a sling and uh he, he, it's so bad that he can't shave or nothing. He's got a growing a beard for <laughs> but what have you done? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to surprise you. I told Christy, I was like, Dad doesn't know about what happened to me, right? No. Was this in Utah or what? Th- this happened after Thanksgiving. So you're right. I'm in a sling. I broke my collarbone a couple of days ago. Mm. Can you guess how I did this? Just walking down the steps and fell down the steps. <laughs> yeah, you got that little amount of confidence in me that I can't walk down my own steps. Well, I mean, sometimes it did involve a change of elevation, but it, it wasn't that. Well, you know how that there's um, I've told you that there's bears around my house, right? Oh yeah, I've seen them in the swimming pool. Yeah, I've sent you the footage, or Christy has. Yeah, where they're like swimming the swimming pool, it basically. They're there to go through the trash. And you know, I take the dogs out every night and I, I gotta escort the dogs out there because oh, yeah. if a if a bear happens to be there, they can make a meal out of Jade and Jasper. I mean, that's the last thing I wanna happen. Pretty quick. Of course, I also don't want them to make a meal out of me, but like. Yeah, that ain't. So, <laughs> I don't know what it is this time of year. They've been going through the trash a lot more and so I was letting the dogs out and there was a bear there and the bear freaking went after Jasper. Well, Jade ran back in the house. The bear went after Jasper, and I I didn't even think about it. I just went for the bear, and the bear grabbed me by the shoulder and just started throwing me around like a rag doll, and I felt felt my collarbone break Mm. under the crushing grip of a bear. Oh, yeah. And then there was trash everywhere and he wouldn't let go, or she, I think it was a she, a she bear. I, I started just rummaging through the trash with my free hand as I was being tossed around. Like, have you seen The Revenant? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh-uh. It's a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, but he fights a bear. Oh, okay. And uh, basically loses. But anyway, it was kind of like that. And I found an, a can a can of beans, like a black beans, like opened, and I just started just hacking at the bear, and um, I killed the bear. Like, I slayed the bear, but I did, so the only thing I have is a broken collarbone, but but I also have a bear rug that's in the works. And saved the dog. Yeah, saved the dog. Darn, darn, Link. Uh, well, we're gonna have to do some more work about getting something where them bears can't get around your house. I mean, that, man, that that's kind of unnerving. Uh, but not unbelievable? No, it's not, would not, not because I've seen them at your house before. And I mean, years ago, I used to go bear hunting some. Really? And I know what how fast a bear can be. And that bear probably weighed the one at your house probably raised around 300 or 400 pounds. I would say more like 900, maybe 1,200 pounds. <laughs> I don't think he's that big, son. 
No, she was huge. Mm. And she had like, she had these like Hawaiian shorts on and she was smoking a pipe. Oh Lord. It was like one of those, like a Gandalf pipe. It was like a long hand fashioned pipe. So you really didn't kill a bear then? <laughs> I, I feel so good that you, you thought that I wrestled a bear to death. Like, thank you, Dad, for for believing. I'm telling you. Well, you were saving the saving your dog and looking after the stuff around your house. I, I mean, pulled on your emotional heartstrings. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay, this is none of that's true. Well, the only part that's true <laughs> is that my <laughs> that the bear gets through the garbage at your house. Yeah. Well, that and my collarbone is broken. Okay. But yeah, I had a mountain biking accident. I I was thrown off my mountain bike. And I I landed on my shoulder first, and like right here where my collarbone connects to like the top of my shoulder, it just like yeah, that's where I landed, and it just broke the end of it off. It like pushed mm. it down. So I got a follow up appointment with uh, I was going to say orthodontist and orthopedist. I haven't gone yet, but like I went to the emergency room. They did an X ray, and um, yeah, they they said that it wouldn't need surgery. I mean, so that this happened this past Sunday. Okay. So, I just wanted to mess with you a little bit. I'm so, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for scaring you, but I, you were pretty impressed. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, you know I've hunted bears myself. When you son. went to a 900 pound bear, then things got because the nine that that wasn't really. And I've seen that bear in your thing. I know about what they weigh. So, and that's still a pretty good. And that's what people don't understand about bears and stuff. They are they are lightning fast. They can move. So you you telling me that you carried your dogs out and was trying to save one of them, you know, could have been something that happened. Yep. Well, I'm still sorry you fell off your mountain bike and broke your collarbone, you know, because you remember, do you remember years ago when you and I were walking in the mall and you wanted a pair of shoes and you reached up and hit me on my shoulder and it, cut, it would come out anyway, but you popped my shoulder out of socket. Yes. And it was just a love lick. I was just like, yeah, but yeah. You know, just punching in the shoulder like a love lick is what we called it. So I know how, I know how shoulder things can hurt. So, I, I, you know, I can give you a little empathy about being hurt in your shoulder and everything. So. Well, that, that's the first thing I thought when I hit the ground was... I've dislocated my shoulder and I like, I raised my arm and it, I was able to raise my arm and then I knew it must be, it has to be my collarbone, which it ended up being. Yeah. I mean, I told the whole story on Ear Biscuits, so I'm not going to retell it here, but I can, I can, I can tell you uh, off mic the, through the whole story, or you can just listen to my other podcast. All right. But <laughs> I'm not in any pain. I'm not even on painkiller. As long as I keep it pretty immobilized, I'm doing okay. I'm just trying to have a good attitude about it and trying to be patient because like getting clothes on and off and like trying to do my normal routine has been very frustrating. But um, quick story about a bear though. I mean, that a true story is that, yeah, I mean, it was two years ago, I took the dogs out and you know how you walk around to the right to go to the trash cans and that's where they go to use the mm -hmm. bathroom. Well, back down to the left where like the pool equipment is, it, it at night it's dark down there and I happened to look over my shoulder and I saw two eyes. And I like, I was just staring and it was like probably 10 feet away. 
just stay. And then finally my eyes adjusted and I could start to see what was around the eyes and it was the face of a bear. Yeah. And and she was st- standing there like 10 feet away. Just, she was on her way in to get to the trash. So I turned and I did dart and we only had Jade at the time and I darted and I picked up Jade and I ran back in the house. And then when I came back out, cause I kind of wanted to look at the bear, the bear was just moseying off like nice and slow. Yeah. So yeah, I did have an in- a face-to-face encounter with a bear, which I I turned into something more revenant-like in order to, you know, get you get you a little excited today. You were proud of me, my my son. Yeah, my son fought off a bear. I'm telling. But you know, it'll take about six weeks for it to uh to heal. So I'm I'm I'll be in a I'll be in this sling for longer than I care to be. Ever what the doctors tell you to do. You need to do it. You need to do what they tell you, so it'll heal up and do. And don't be hard headed like your daddy. You know, maybe say, "Oh, I'll be all right. I can do this." I'm a rule follower. I'm not like you, Dad. <laughs> tell me about like a memorable broken bone story that you've had. I really ain't broke that many bones before. Really? I broke my elbow. I dislocated my shoulder, but it won't broke. But I broke my ankle when I was about five or six years old, riding on a bicycle with Uncle Johnny. The same bicycle. The same, yeah. We would have, and it was his bicycle. We was, I was up there at Granny's house, and we rode up to the store up at Carl McNeil's Grocery, and was coming back down the road, and we had a bag full of stuff, and I just I stuck my foot in the bicycle spokes. Ooh, on the bicycle, and it stopped the bicycle. But it like totally tweaked your your foot off of your leg, broke your ankle. It just twisted it all around and snapped it and broke it. I reckon because then Johnny stopped and got me up off the ground and got us up and said, "Oh, you'll be all right. It ain't broke. We ain't got to tell nobody what happened or nothing." <laughs> I don't even think we were supposed to. Because he was older than you. He was in charge. Three and a half years older than I am. Yeah. So we went back to Granny's house and. I stayed there one night, and we, this thing hurt, and finally it was time for me to go back home, and Mom and Daddy, they carried me to the doctor because it got hurt so bad, and it was broke. I had to put it in a cast for, like like you said, like six weeks. I, I, don't, I think I'm fortunate to not have to get a cast. You know, it's funny, the, the bones that I've broken aren't castable. I broke my pelvis, and you can't, it, I did bust my ass, but it, it's what you would typically, it, but it was technically my pelvis. Couldn't put a cast on that. It's just kind of like it heals back the, that way. And um, now with this, they can't put a cast on this either. And the thing about Lando, you know, I took Lando one wheeling on that like electric skateboard we've got and he broke his wrist and I didn't take him in until the next day. So when he when I came home from the emergency room saying that, and Christy had already told him that my collarbone was broken. He When I walked in the door, he was grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> He just had this smirk on, he's had a smirk on his face. I mean, Christy, Christy has felt for me. She's, she said she's felt sorry for me and like I'm struggling to get my socks on and eat my smoothie and just, I'm not trying to burden anybody. She's been very, she's, she's felt for me. But every time I turn around and see Lando, boy, he's just got a smirk on his face. And that's unlike him, you know, he's very empathetic. Yeah. But when I came home, the first thing he said to me was, when I walked in the door, he said, 
Dad, you want to go to Luna Grill? Because after he broke his wrist, I told him to go home, take a shower, and then I took him out to eat at a place called Luna Grill. <laughs> and that's when he was like, Dad, I can't, I'm not able to use the spoon with my hand. And I was like, well, use your other hand, son. We need to put some ice on that. So he was like, Dad, you want? do you want to go to Luna Grill? He's, I mean, he's <laughs> just heartless about it. Because <laughs> now the shoe's on the other foot. Yeah, turnabouts. Fair play. For real. <laughs> yeah. Even with children and dad, that's right. Yep. But I was going to tell you a little, uh, we stayed home at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Our other friend, Bert, across the street that lives over there has had a pig picking, and he just invites people around here and different people, and this is the 43rd year for the pig picking. Oh. When I got down there, Link, Bert's son is named Michael, mm-hmm. and he came running up to me and says, well, I'm glad somebody here that's, somebody's here that's famous. And I looked around like, what in the world? So how old, is, how old is Michael approximately? He's about, I'm gonna say he's in his mid forties. Oh, okay. And he, uh, he said, I hadn't put it together. He said, cause I watched your son on YouTube and then they said something about your podcast and I was watching it, but I didn't put it together that it, you were the guy that lived across from my dad. <laughs> Until one of his neighbors and his son has been has been watching your podcast. His name's Weston. Okay, Weston told him, "Dad, I've been looking at them for a long time. Where you been? You know, looking at and everything." But he, uh, Michael, I think he was a little more starstruck, starstruck to meet me than his son. (laughs) But. He said, well, we're just going to leave you alone. And after we ate and everything, I went over and asked Wes, and I said, Weston, you want to get a picture with me? And boy, he grinned like a... Like a what? Like a possum. Uh, I mean, just, like a possum what? Like a possum eating shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, it's got a ring to he it. He said, Lord, yeah, I'd like to get a picture with you. So I took a picture with him, and his dad was sitting right there beside us, and he said... Well, if you're going to get a picture with him, I'm getting a picture with him. So <laughs> line him up. One too. So I lined them up and give them all a picture and everything. So. <laughs> it's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. I got an email from Aubrey mm, Ellickson Phyllis. Mm, okay. And I'm sorry no, if I not. didn't pronounce that right, Aubrey, but. Yes, you are. Got a question that says. Why did the traffic light turn red? Why did the traffic light turn red? Well, I know they're programmed to do that, but that's not funny. Um, could it have been embarrassed? Am I on the right track? Was it embarrassed? You're on the right track. Yep. Oh, yes. And green and yellow. What does it do? Flash. It was embarrassed that it flashed. Well, uh, you come pretty close, but okay. you said... You would too if you had to change in the middle of a of the street. <laughs> turn red. You would you turn red if you had to change in the middle of the street. Uh, I don't know if I would. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wouldn't blush if you had to change in the middle of the street. It's just something you gotta do. If you've gotta change, you gotta change. I'm telling you. It's just funny how everything now I just think about doing it with one arm. It's like it's changing is the worst. Like seeing me do that in the middle of the street, it would just you just you would cry. You'd cry. I'm trying to throw a pity party, Dad. 
Will you feel sorry for me? I, I, Benji, you went on and on about fighting a bear to start with. I don't know you're going to get a whole lot more pity now. I mean, <laughs> okay, I blew it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> okay, I got another email from Alonzo, and he said, How did Pinocchio find out he was made out of wood? Okay, so I know his, I know his nose gets long. <sighs> he lied about something. He lied about something about his girlfriend. Am I on the right track? No. All right. Because his right hand caught on fire. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, is that the only thing that caught on fire? I don't know. Seems like they both would. <laughs> okay. Okay, I got another one from Troy Levy. He says, I am a college, and this is more asking us a question. Okay. He said, I am a college student from Ireland. Oh. We got a lot of people to watch us from Ireland. You know that? Oh, top of the morning to you. Over there in Ireland. Ah, can you talk like a can you talk like you're Irish, Dad? I don't I don't I got too much southern to talk oh, like yeah, I talk about talk about the pot of gold that's in the little rainbow. Oh my goodness. Come on. Well try it. Try it, Dad. Come on, try it. Uh look at say say, oh I I found oh, I rubbed the Blarney I, stone and I found the gold at the end of the rainbow. Oh, I found the gold at the end of the uh rainbow. I I'm gonna get me a Blarney Stone now. Uh, you're gonna get a Blarney Stone? I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was excellent. Okay. Ah, top of the morning to ya. Ah, follow me nose. It always knows. Troy says I am a college student from Ireland. I study film, and I'm training to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. My, I don't know. That's two different things, ain't it? But yeah, closer than you might think. Yeah. My only problem is that I struggle with motivation. I absolutely love writing scripts and training when I am doing them, but I, but starting, I find it near impossible. Mm. Okay. Would you be able to give me a small motivational speech I can play for myself to get in the mood? Oh, yes. Yes, you can, Dad. Uh, you can give him a, a motivational speech so that he can get up and be a wrestler so that he can do his thing. Yes, please. All right, Troy. Here we go. Here's what we're going to do. I, I, I want you to be able to get motivated with what in, whatever endeavor you're doing, whether it's in the film industry or in the wrestling industry, because you got you to gotta go at all this 100%. You just can't slack off and think if it gets hard, you just gotta keep you gotta keep working at it and going on with it till you become successful and do what you wanna do because it don't come easy and it I know it can't come easy being a professional wrestler, so you, you gotta put the time in and Charles from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach is gonna be pulling for you and hoping that you get to get to where you want to be. And if you need to, you can just Send us some more emails back to rather be shagging at 53AOL.com. We'll see if we can give you a little more inspiration. But we are your inspiration, so keep on doing what you're doing. That's right, Dad. You, you're all of our inspiration. And this is just a few more wild lines for everybody. So, like, not just for him and wrestling, but just like a more like a Shia LaBeouf, you can do it, you know, type stuff, like general cheerleading stuff. This, now it goes out to everybody even if they're not a wrestler. So 
any and everybody that's listening to us on Dispatches from Myrtle Beach, whatever you're doing, just keep working at it and being and doing what you need to do and just put your full effort into it because we're pulling for you. We want you to be successful and do good at whatever you want to do and hope it's something that you'd like to do because if you do that, that'll make it twice as easy as it is if it's something that you don't like to do. So do what you like to do and enjoy it and practice and get get good at it. Just keep working at it. Because if they don't do it, who who is going to do it? That's right. They can't nobody do it for you. That's right. Me and Link can cheerlead for you a little bit, but said if you don't put the effort in, I can't help you. I can't help you. Mm-hmm. So put the effort in and and do good at it. Mm-hmm. If you and if you see them slacking, what do you say? Oh Lord, if you send me something back and you ain't been doing like you're uh, supposed to be doing. I reckon we're going to have to go around back and have some prayer meeting to get you motivated a little different way. So, uh, you know, oh. we can do that too. I mean, you talking about a religious ass whooping? Yeah, or something. Or just give them uh, a little something that motivates them that they don't have to run into me no more. Oh, that's some smack talk. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe you, you could be a wrestler. Not too old for that. A manager. Yeah, I could be a manager. Yeah, I could be his manager if he, you know, if he gets over here and is in America. I can be your manager. I can help you out. He could be called Blarney Stone Austin. Okay, I <clears throat> I got another email from uh, Kyle Coster. Okay. Wants to know. What was your favorite age besides your current age? Hmm. I thought about this a little bit, but probably my favorite time in my life when I was in high school, when I was from like 14 to 18, and when I went to school and all the friends I had and playing football and basketball and baseball and just doing all that things and didn't kind of just didn't have a care in the world, didn't have to worry about anything but except make good enough grades to get to play ball and enjoy myself and, you know, with all the things that I did with my friends and everything. So that that was probably some of the most favorite times I've had in my lifetime. So you were on top of the world in high school? Yeah, when I was a teenager. Did you walk around strutting your stuff like you were you were the shit? No, I, I was probably pretty laid back about it. I mean, I mean, there were some people that was a little better at sports and I was, but I was pretty good at it. I was enough to be on the starting string on the basketball team and the football team. So we really didn't get into that. We knew we were good enough, so people knew we were good enough. So they didn't. We didn't. We didn't have to do that strutting stuff and everything. So I assume you were really outgoing back then, like you are now. Is that the case? Oh yeah, yeah. So were you just a jock? Or were you friends with a lot of different people? Were you like, oh, Charles is everybody's friend? Or were you just more of like, did you fit in in one, like the, in the jock category? No, I was probably, I was friendly with the ones that didn't play ball and didn't do stuff. I was friendly with all them and had good, but when I got in high school, I probably had more friends that was a little bit older than I was. And they kind of, just trained me a little bit and looked after me to know that you didn't, if you were good at something, you didn't, you needed to recognize the other people that are around you too. So did you pay it forward? 
did you start helping out some little freshmen and like teaching them how to raise hell and stuff? Yeah, I must have helped out because I got a friend of mine that he called me probably three or four months ago, and his name's Woody Hart. I'm going to throw a name out, another holler out, but Woody called me on the phone, and this was after I had started getting my own cars and had them 55 Chevrolets and everything. He said, man, you were my hero growing up. <laughs> he said, from playing ball to them fast cars you had, you were who I wanted to be when I grew, grew up. And he grew up to be a real successful man in his own business and everything. So, does, Oh, does he uh, host his own podcast? No, I don't think well, so. <laughs> He's still got some work to do. I, hey, I got his phone number. I call him and tell him he needs to start listening to this podcast. I throw his name out there and see what he says. People calling you up telling you that you were their hero. That can't be good for the ego. Too good for the ego, Dad. Watch out. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. You know, when me and Nancy and we went to Austin with all of y'all and did the show and everything, then we got to stay a couple of days extra because of y'all which was very nice. We wanted to tell you thank you, but we finally we went to a, a place called Cooper's Barbecue. It's in, on 217 Congress Avenue in Austin, Texas. And Link, they had ribs laid out. They had barbecue laid out, pork chops, mm. brisket, and all kind of fixings. And then they had desserts you could pick out. And they had blackberry cobbler. Oh, boy. Man, it was some kind of good. So if you're ever in Austin, Texas, you need to stop by Cooper's Barbecue and tell them Charles Neal sent you from Dispatches from Myrtle Beach because I talked to two or three people in there, and one of them had already pulled up the podcast and was looking at it. So they'll know who, they'll know who I am. So come on down to Cooper's and enjoy yourself. Man, this show will make you hungry. Might make you horny, too. Sometimes. <laughs> you want to talk to Nancy a minute? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she, she's here today? Yeah. It's time for another edition of Nancy is tea behaving. There she is. Hi, Link. Hey. So you've been, you've been hiding for a lot of these episodes. I'm so glad we got you back on here. How you doing? I'm doing good. So is he behaving? He is. He's been sick, so he had to behave. I don't know about that. So you know he's been peeing in the shower. No. <laughs> Dad. I ain't told her. I let you break the knees. <laughs> uh, oh, I I didn't mean to get in the middle. No wonder middle it's been this. stopped up. <laughs> I uh, had put Drano in it. <laughs> oh. Well that hold on now. Wait. I know there was a whole prostate thing, but I'm just peeing in it. I ain't doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, I gotta apologize for this one. This was this was me telling him about all the joys of peeing in the shower, but he was very concerned about what you would think about it, and apparently to the point where he never even told you. No, he didn't. Uh, this this is like one of them things. Don't tell Nana. Don't tell Nancy. Oh, sorry, <laughs> but it's all right. Are you doing it every time, Dad? No, okay. not every time. Okay, <laughs> but it, hey, it has got to be if the, if the if it hits me, I do do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because once you, yeah, once you've realized how inviting it is, it's really, it's really hard to backtrack off of that. So the last time we talked on the show, 
it was really early on in the process. And now, I mean, what's your assessment? Is his ego getting out of control? What What is your assessment of how the show's going? I know you went to Mythicon, you were a part of the show there, but like, is this still a good thing for him? It is. He's having a great time. We were in Sam's Club about three weeks ago, and I went around the corner and this guy says, there's Charles Neal. He likes to be seen and heard and noti- notified um, and identified no. yeah. in public. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to be seen, heard, notified, and identified in public. <laughs> yep, check, 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 check. So I have I created a monster is my question. Just don't let his head get too big. Well, that's your job. My job <laughs> is to pump him up, and your job is to is to deflate him appropriately. I can do that. Now, Nancy, I don't know if if you ha- if you've noticed that I have an accoutrement here. Do you see this? Oh no! What happened? Well, Dad, you're going to have to tell her what happened. Link went outside to carry the dogs out walking, and all of a sudden there was a bear at the. Uh, oh my gosh! Trash can. One of the, the other one dog running the house, and the other running the, the, and the bear was run, running after Jasper, and so Link fought the bear and and found a can in the trash and was beating the dog with a can and That's finally dog, killed the bear. the bear. I didn't beat my dog. I mean, kill. Uh, he was uh, fighting the bear. Did you and, kill the bear? Tell her, Dad. And he killed the bear with the can. No, he didn't. <laughs> Yeah, then he told me the bear was 900 pounds, and I said, that didn't happen. <laughs> See, Dad, oh my gosh. You, I got Dad to believe, I think, that I killed the bear. Oh, yeah. So that means that you didn't tell it as good to her as I told it I to didn't, you. I, no, I didn't do as well as you. No, I'm sorry, because uh, I knew the end. So. No, I, I, uh, I took a fall off my mountain bike on Sunday. Broke my collarbone. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, tell them about tell them the funny thing about what your mama does with uh, us. At the... When we go to see my mom at the nursing home, uh-huh. she can't talk very much anymore. She says a couple words, okay, and she can't hear anything. But as soon as we walk in, she lights up like a light bulb when she sees Charles. Oh, I say, who is that? And she says, Charles. I said, who am I? She just looks at me, <laughs> and I said, can you believe this? She doesn't know me or my brother's name, but she knows Charles's name, and she didn't even birth him. <laughs> well, you know, he's got that high school charisma. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. that's I'm sorry, but that is kind of sweet. I reckon it's, you know, we've had a pretty good time today. I hope everybody had fun with us and we've been swinging around and swinging on different kind of stories and hope you listen in next week to the podcast and just come on back and you, listen, if you got a joke, you know where to send it. Email me at ratherbeshagging53 at aol.com. Y'all have a great week and we'll see y'all next week. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us. You know you're welcome anytime, but you know what your main job is, and that's to make sure that he's behaving. And he don't pee in the shower anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right, love y'all. Love you too. too. Bye. All right. (laughs)